You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore daddy. Today we're going to do something I've never done before. It might be a complete disaster. It might not work. I don't know if we're even going to have enough time for this. I, For some reason, I'm really excited about this idea, but I also know it's new and it might be stupid. We are going to go... Ra- because I wanted to watch the All-22, and I'm watching it, and I have a lot of thoughts, and it's like, what do I do? I have to get through this so I can do the podcast. Do I chart everything? Do I take notes on every single play? Do I, you know, I want to like put some stuff on Twitter. I'm thinking, should I just do a video and put it on Substack? That takes a lot of time. And then to relay, we're going to go play by play and it's going to be documented on this podcast. That's it. And so again, it's, it's kind of reliving it with new eyes and my, my real thoughts on what's going on put on display. If you want to chart it or do whatever you want to do, fine. But that we're going to try it. We'll see how it goes. I, again, it's, it's, there's so much I want to do all at once, and we're going to kind of kill two birds with one stone. So I, like I said, I've already started, and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to restart so that I can be, you know, not forget anything, and we'll go from there. So we're talking special teams. Um, I'm not going to have thoughts on every single thing, but... We're going to, again, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. First kickoff, Christian Watson. Um, it's I, I don't know how this works. When you're watching a, a run play, it's very obvious. He's trying to do this, 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 so there's a lane here. If you pause it at the right time, you can see right where he's supposed to go, but at the same time, I mean, there's a clear lane and there's a bunch of giants in it. What the heck is he supposed to do, you know? So he ran where the lane was and just kind of did an Oklahoma drill and smashed right into the guy. So, you know, you watch it live, and it's like, okay, Christian, way to go. But that's what it is. So um, I'll say right off the bat, the offensive line, the run game is working, but the offensive line is not great. It's it's either the running backs doing a great job or just enough guys doing a good job as far as run blocking. The first play is actually kind of hard to tell. I had to watch it a couple times to get a full sense of what's going on. They're running Aaron Jones to the right. Usually when there's a double team, you'll see one of the guys try to get up to the next level. So you have Josh Myers and Royce Newman double-teaming the defensive tackle. Elton Jenkins is to their right. Elton is trying to push the guy to his right. Newman gets up to the next level and will kind of create a little wall there. It seems to me that Aaron Jones doesn't trust it. Elton Jenkins is getting beat. It's not real bad, but it's enough where it's like, if I try to run through that hole, it ain't going to work. Plus, Royce really hasn't disengaged yet and got to that next level. So there's not much there. So he just tries to bounce to the outside. And and although that's successful a lot of times, the problem is now you really don't have blockers because the guys are facing the wrong way. They don't know where you're going. They're blocking the wrong way. So you're kind of just freelancing at that point. Um, Lazard tries to see that and, and figure it out, but it, it just doesn't really work. So uh, I would say it, it was less successful because Elton just didn't really do a very good job. I'm actually kind of surprised with this first drive it's kind of a disaster, but it's enough to work. The very next play, very simple pass. Uh, Randall Cobb just runs right to the sideline, 
and Rodgers burns it right at his feet. So right away, we're seeing the offensive line gets killed. And so Aaron Jones has to bail. Again, I can't see down in distance, which is unfortunate, but let's say we got, well, I can see we need eight more yards. So first down, we got two yards. Second down, Rodgers burns it into the dirt. Now we got five wide. And again, I just started, so I don't know, but I'm already really frustrated with, this has been my pet peeve, and I haven't heard anybody say it, so maybe I'm an idiot. Aaron Rodgers bails way too quick. I've seen so many guys open. Randall Cobb blows right past a guy, and he has that like body posture that just screams, dude, give me the ball. Rodgers sees him. He's got two yards of cushion. This is one of those, yes, one of your guys got beat, and yes, a defensive tackle is about to loop around and smoke you. Stand in and deliver. And he doesn't do it. He drops and he bails. And it's one of those things you watch the replay and it's like, oh, what a great play by Rodgers because he does. He scrambles. He gets through guys right before he gets to the line of scrimmage. He delivers a strike right through defenders, right past Lazard, right to Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb catches it, turns and runs. And so he gets all the way down to about the 40-yard line, the the Giants 40-yard line. Big play, but still frustrating. Uh, it doesn't need to be that hard. The, the result might have been even better. I don't know if Randall gets that far regardless. And we're talking split seconds, and I know you don't want to take a sack and everything, but the guy's open, man. Stand in and take the hit. It just makes me nuts, and we're going to see that real soon again here. Next play is a run play that is an absolute comedy of errors. They're trying to get to the outside with A.J. Dillon. Elton Jenkins got beat. David Bakhtiari got beat. Pretty much every single offensive lineman got beat. Josh Myers kind of got up to the next level and dove at a guy, and he did his job. He took him out but he kind of just dove past him and tripped him a little bit. So now he's on the ground. Both guys are on the ground. Half of our offensive linemen are on the ground. But the funny thing is, despite the fact that all of our offensive linemen are losing, Josiah DeGuara and Christian Watson are out blocking like madmen. And it's enough for A.J. Dillon to find a crease and get a bunch of yards. And by the way, he absolutely rocked somebody. (laughs) This is, I had somebody call on yesterday's Packing It After Dark about talking about getting him out in space. This is exactly what he's referring to. He's out in space. There's nobody out there. He is just a freight train, and there's one dude. He's like half on the ground anyways, and he's like, nah, I'm just going to take you out because that'll be funny. You know who it is? It's Adoree Jackson. If that's the hit that took Adoree Jackson, I have no idea when he went out, but he rocked. He's a cornerback, and he goes in with one of those sideways things, and you know, when you try to throw your shoulder at him, your head is at his body. He just got flipped sideways. He's, I'm, I pause it right now. He's sitting on the ground holding his head. You get this guy lined up with corners? Stupid. Next play is a run play. And again, offensive linemen are kind of getting in the way. They're not really winning. They're not like turning the guys so that there's an actual lane behind their back. It's kind of just head to head. So A.J. Dillon, I mean, they, they get good push. And then Dillon just kind of runs into the back of our offensive linemen and pushes for several more yards. So it's not great, it's ugly, but it's effective. You know what I mean? It's it's ugly, but they're getting real good push. And, you know, just finding what they can, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon in different ways. Jones bounces it to the outside, does a little spin move to pick up two yards. Dillon finds a little crease and smashes into people and pushes them. So the next play is the one that really ticks me off. I don't know exact down and distance. Maybe we got a first down, it's first and 10. I don't know, but we're on roughly the 30-yard line. He has, again, two yards of cushion. Two players, Romeo Dobbs and Robert Tunyon, are running similar routes. They both absolutely destroy their their respective corners, linebackers, whatever. They trick them. They look like they're running outs, and they're running out and up, 
and I they could not be wide, and they're walking in. You probably throw it to Dobbs because he's further down the field and he's further away from the safety, whatever. But these guys are Dobbs for sure is walking in the end zone. Rodgers is there. His feet are planted. His arm is cocked. They're already beat. He sees them. All he has to do is throw the ball. He still has at least a yard of separation. There is nobody that's getting beat. None of the offensive linemen. They will eventually. But right now, every single person that he sees, he sees the backs of his guys' jerseys. Stand in, throw the touchdown pass to Romeo Dobbs. You know what he does? He pump fakes, he hesitates, he scrambles, he turns the other direction, throws it to Tyler Davis, and and we get nothing. Now again, Royce is getting beat. If he throws that ball, Royce probably gets knocked into his stomach and he falls back. Throw the ball. He's so hesitant and he's so scared. Throw the ball. I mean, you got Romeo Dobbs waving his arms, please. Dobbs has probably four yards, three, four yards of separation with his arm in the air. Tunyon, same thing. He's got a solid three to four yards of separation on his guy. Both of them heading. Dobbs is at the 11-yard line, and the safety is midfield, just past the hash marks. If he had the ball, he's walking in. So again, I'm, I'm frustrated with the offensive line because, come on, man, just, just if you could hold it for one more second, it's a walk-in touchdown. But I think Rodgers needs to just stand in. Just stand there and take it. You're going to throw it and you're going to get hit. That's what's going to happen. And you're going to get a touchdown. Dobbs is going to get a touchdown. Tunyon maybe would have got a touchdown. He's a little bit further inside. The safety maybe gets there, whatever. Throw it to either one. Tunyon doesn't drop balls. Throw it to him. I don't care. Instead, he breaks the pocket. He runs. He launches it. What does he just throw it in the dirt? Probably throws it out. Yeah, he just throws it away in that direction. I, I'm, I'm just dumbfounded by it he hesitated i don't know why he hesitated what's the hesitation and then one second after he hesitates royce gets pushed takes like one step back almost stepping on his toes and he's like i'm out of here he's he's royce has still got him beat royce is royce is able to get get him stopped i mean if he could have just rolled to his right a little bit or or step back a, a little bit and delivered the ball he's still screaming wide open but he got scared. Royce is getting pushed back. Any second now, he could come around the corner. Royce could fall down, and this guy's going to be on top of me, and it's a sack. I got to get out of here. I just, I, it just drives me nuts. And again, we're sitting here talking about Rodgers doesn't have the weapons. We need Odell Beckham, and we miss Devontae. I'm telling you, this is two plays on this drive now. Guys are screaming wide open. We've had two guys with their hands in the air. Randall Cobb waving his hand. Nope. I'm scared. Break the pocket. Fortunately, that time he scrambled around and found Cobb again through traffic. He just makes it harder than it has to be. Next play, two guys wide open. Nope. Hesitates, scrambles, throws it away. Next play was a beautiful run play to the right. Again, Elton Jenkins kind of blew it up a little bit. Uh, everything was executed perfectly, but it's it's amazing how quickly a wide open gap becomes nothing. Uh, you had a corner kind of fire in from the side, and Elton Jenkins lost his guy and, and ultimately tackled him. But again, the push is there, and it was a, it's a violent play. You had Tyler Davis come running as fast as he can across the formation. Lazard does a great job. Lazard actually does an incredible job. He blocks a guy. Tyler Davis comes over and absolutely obliterates the guy that Mercedes Lewis is on. So Mercedes has already got him. Tyler Davis comes in and levels him. And then Lazard goes and blocks one guy and then gets up to the next level and blocks another guy. It's just the, the, the non-offensive linemen are so good. It's such a mismatch, our, off, our wide receivers and tight ends against general corners and even linebackers. It's our offensive linemen against linebackers, offensive or against defensive linemen and particularly linebackers. They have a hard time matching the athleticism of linebackers, getting around them, getting off them, not being able to reach them, etc. But still, again, it's one of those where it's like if Elton could have held it, maybe this one really breaks, but you're nitpicking a six-yard gain. 
it's still violent, aggressive, and and if even you know even Elton, he lost his block, but he's six yards down the field when he did it. So okay, Royce also kind of got juked out of his shoes. I I don't mention some of the other guys that are whether winning and losing just because they're not really you know he lost, but his guy couldn't really get there to make a play, but he got made to look like an idiot a little bit. See, in the next play, Rodgers does stand in and take a hit. Maybe he just didn't see the blitzer coming off, so that's why he just kind of stood there. But it's a complete mess. Aaron Jones hasn't even come free. He kind of runs into Tunyon. It's it's a messy situation, but I'm guessing that's kind of what caused the problem. But he stood in. And again, it's one of those where I think he predetermined where he was going to go. He knew he was going to go to um, Aaron Jones, so he stood there and he threw the ball. But defender got there, kind of hit his arm, and it ended up going into Aaron Jones's feet. So he, he does have that ability. It's not like he's just, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's very weird. There are just certain times he just doesn't trust it, and he's not really sure. But this time, the guy's right in his face. He's still looking right at Jones, throwing a sidearm pass, trying to get it there. And it's just off Jones's fingertips. By the way, I have to assume that was Elton Jenkins. I have no idea why. So th- they had more rushers than we had blockers. And there's two guys, actually three, but one of them dropped over by Elton Jenkins' area. Elton elects to not take the guy to the furthest to the inside, but rather go to the guy on the outside, leaving a free rusher to just come right up the middle. He's on the line. I don't know if he just thought he was going to drop or what. Uh, he Maybe he thought Royce was going to take him. There was a miscommunication because there's, there's two guys in front of you. You take the guy on your right. So the guy on your left, you just allow him to come right inside and hit Rodgers. And, and again, this is another play where it's like if Rodgers needs 1.1 seconds to get the ball and just turn and deliver, he doesn't need any time. We gave him less than no time. I don't know what I don't know what was supposed to happen, but there's no way that was the plan. Generally, I would assume you would take the guy to the inside and try to make the guy on the outside have to run around you a little bit as best as you can, but you don't give up the inside. And again, it was it was still almost even a free rusher standing two yards away from Rodgers still almost didn't get there in time. So if if we just got a single hand on him, it would have been a, a catch. But instead, fourth down, kick a field goal. One of the things I like to do on kickoff is see it, treat it like a foot race and see who gets down the field fastest. Usually it's Rudy Ford. This time it was actually Dallin Levitt. Sometimes it's just want to, man. He actually, he, he, whatever line of scrimmage it was, he actually broke it first. He was kind of stride for stride with Rudy, but um, in the end, Dallin actually beat him. He did end up coming in kind of helping on the tackle too, which is awesome. So first play right off the bat for our defense Kenny Clark absolutely just walks the guy straight back about five yards. The problem is everybody else is getting beaten. It, it's so frustrating because we watch our offensive line and it's so hard. And then you watch our guys and everybody's just getting pushed wherever they're, they need to go. And so Dean is being handled. So the offensive lineman easily gets up to the next level where Quay Walker is. The other double team with Jaron Reed is being handled well enough. So we got another offensive lineman going up to deal with uh, Dre. Fortunately, though, actually, Devondre Campbell gets around him. So you got Kenny Clark, who beat his, his guy. He kind of turns it up. Devondre Campbell's able to get around the offensive lineman so he doesn't get reached, come back around and make the tackle. Well, he kind of ate it in the tackle a little bit. He kind of missed. But still, that, that's, that's what we've been missing. Our guys keep getting reached. This time, he actually didn't. The offensive lineman wasn't fast enough to get there. Devondre Campbell got around the corner. So Again, it's it's very similar to what we see with the offensive line where most of the guys are losing, but just enough guys are winning to to make it okay. So it was about a four-yard pickup. Again, right off the bat, the very next play, Kenny Clark has got a guy, you know, everybody else's feet is on the 30. He's on about the 32. He's got about a two-yard push into the backfield, and immediately Saquon needs to stop and juke and find a new place to go. 
He tries to get around, and he hopes that the center is going to be able to hold Kenny Clark so he can run right past him. Doesn't work. Kenny Clark easily disengages, makes a tackle, and Preston actually beat his guy bad enough to get around, and they sandwiched him. And Dean, to his credit, he takes on a double team, does a fantastic job, kind of just, you know, digs that one foot in the ground, puts his other one down on the knee, down to a knee, and just does not move. Quay does a pretty good job, kind of navigating. He's, he's behind Dean Lowry, doesn't allow the offensive lineman to touch him, stands his ground, and as soon as he, they start wrapping up, he comes in, makes sure that he doesn't push for another yard. Just a, just a fantastic effort by everybody. Jaron Reed's not getting beat. Even Devondre Campbell, the guy's trying to get to him, does nothing. Easily just gets right around him. He's there. So it's one of those, it was Saquon, no matter where he was going to go, he was going to lose. That was it. Even Jair's coming up. Amos is up there. Savage is kind of getting pushed out of the way a little bit, as is Stokes. But they're all there. Rashawn's over there in the corner. They're swarming. So early on, it's the energy's there, right? I don't know what happens later, but linebackers are doing a good job. Aside from the first play, everybody, everybody's, especially Kenny, but everybody's violent, aggressive, rallying to the ball. And Kenny's just a freak. That's, that's all there is to it. He kind of jumped a little bit. I don't know if the refs, they, they either didn't see it or they said he kind of either got back or whatever. But the point is, it's one of those things, you know how you false start and then they snap and you're not in your stand? He still gets up, swipes right past the guy in one second. In one second, the center is basically spooning with <laughs> Kenny Clark from behind trying to figure out how I can hold him without getting called for holding. And they're trying to run a screen, but Rashawn has got his guy. He's about to walk the tackle into Saquon. Devondre Campbell is completely unblocked in that area. Kenny is about to sack the quarterback. So it's a disaster. By the time he throws, Kenny is right about to just bust Daniel Jones' ribs. And Rashawn Gary obviously got easily around that corner. Not only does he have a guy piggyback, you know, giving him a piggyback ride, because the tackle's behind Rashawn, but he's also getting his hand up. So Daniel Jones is almost like throwing a jump shot, trying to get it over Rashawn, over to Saquon. And Saquon kind of pulls a little, like, I kind of want to catch it, but I'm going to pull up a little bit, because Devondre Campbell's right there to just rock his his world. And not only is he there, but Razul Douglas is there, Jaron Reed is there. He's got three big boys, none of them are being blocked, about to just light him up. So he kind of is like, oh, you threw it too far, but he also kind of gave up. So th- this is glorious to start the game. Giants have to punt. Amari calls a fair catch, doesn't drop it. Well done. First play of the game, can, can. First play of the game, first play of this drive for the Packers, can, can, can. He's checking out of a run into a pass. I'm counting one, two, three, four, five, I guess six guys. It's hard to tell how many are coming, but on the line of scrimmage, there's six, but one of them's kind of angled in and fate, you know, because nobody's actually on our wide receivers. But even if everybody on the, all six of these guys come and a linebacker, it's seven. So should be able to run here. And they're so spread out. I mean, you, you've got, again, the, the farthest out guy is almost over our wide receiver. But he checks out of it, decides to call a pass play. Immediately, he's got pressure in his face. He's able to, believe it or not, stand and deliver to his tight end because he has no choice. It's either that or a sack. He can't bail out. So now he decides to throw it to him. Tyler Davis catches it and loses about two yards on that. I think it was one yard. I think he had one reception for negative one yard or something. I don't know. I can't promise you the run would have worked. I'm just saying, for whatever reason, he said, hey, let's let's not do this. Let's do the other thing. And uh, we threw the ball and lost a yard. Next play was pretty automatic based on their alignment. Uh, Randall Cobb is just going to run a quick out. Timing is a little bit weird. You would think right when you get to the top of your drop, you just throw it, but he kind of waits for him to come out of his break, I guess, just to make sure. So he kind of does another little hop. 
and then throws it, and it's just a terrible ball. I mean, you want to throw it out in front of him so he can catch it and run and try to get around the corner. Presumably the other wide receiver to the outside, I'm not sure who that is, is going to go down the field and block so you can pick up a bunch of yards. He throws it way behind him so that Rogers has to, or uh, Randall has to kind of fall to the ground, and that's just all he ends up getting. So instead of catching and running and maybe picking up like eight-ish, he picks up two or three. So again, not a great pass. So Rodgers has been frustrating me a bit for different reasons. We've had two bad balls to Randall Cobb. We had one wide open pass to Randall Cobb that he missed, but he redeemed himself. He scrambled around, found him again. And then we had a walk-in touchdown that he decided a little too risky to throw it and doesn't throw it. Next play, they're just trying to get a little momentum. They throw a quick screen to uh, Romeo Dobbs. It's one of those that's, that's painful because you watch it get set up and you're like, this is perfect. This is so perfect. It's going to go big. Unfortunately, it doesn't because John Runyon kind of kind of botched it a bit. I don't know why. I mean, you got a tough assignment when you got to get up to where a linebacker is. But for whatever reason, everybody else is hesitating, right? Uh, 71, 70, 74, they're all hesitating because they want you to think it's a pass play. And then when they start coming, you just kind of slip past them. Runyon should not be hesitating because he has to get up to the linebacker. He hesitates, and that, and then as soon as the, the linebacker does a great job, he sees what's going on. He sees the, the wide receiver, and he sprints there. So, you know, all the credit in the world to the linebacker make it a great read. But still, Runyon doesn't need to hesitate. Take off in a dead sprint and get to that linebacker. And, um, again, it's frustrating because Royce and Elton does do a fantastic job hesitating. As soon as the defensive linemen get past him, they uh, sneak out. And I'll be honest, Royce needs to kind of be a little bit more aware also. He's trying to get up to like the third level to make a play. He runs right past the linebacker that Runyon missed. If he pops him, we might have a shot here. But, I mean, you've got a real big, easy lane. And again, Royce is all the way down. He's ready to block the safety. I think if Runyon gets there, uh, Christian Watson, again, doing a phenomenal job blocking. Elton Jenkins doing a phenomenal job blocking. Everybody's blocked up. There's nowhere for anybody to go. And, and, and Royce is ready to, to continue this caravan down the field, but you get to see John Runyon chasing a linebacker from behind, and he just blew everything up. So great play by the linebacker. I just wish John wouldn't have hesitated because I don't see the reason for you to hesitate. As a result, we end up having to punt. So again, lots of mistakes. Rodgers changed to a pass with a you know seven-man box. That gets blown up. Rodgers delivers a bad ball. That gets blown up. Runyon kind of misses a block, that gets blown up. So that's and that's the frustrating thing because you look at it and say, this team is bad. And it's like, you know, if if it's it's everybody doing a great job, but one guy hesitates for a second and it ruins everything. It's hard to put whenever you watch, it's hard to put blanket statements on, man, these guys suck. Everybody did a phenomenal job. And and it's hard to even blame Runyon because, you know, sometimes the other guys make a play. For we were running basically a play action. So you would think your first thought as a linebacker is to watch and see, is he going to hand it to Aaron Jones or is he going to keep it and throw? But he must have seen the offensive lineman leak out, saw Romeo Dobbs kind of stand there ready for the pass, and he's like, oh, I know what's going on. He took off. He wasn't watching the quarterback and the running back. He had his eyes in the right place and took off. Again, I think if Runyon hurries up, he at least gets a hand on him and pushes him to give him a little bit of time. But that's that's the situation. And I can already tell, you know, you know what we should do? And maybe you guys are going to hate this, but I can already tell this is, we're not going to get through a whole game, but we can do two halves. (laughs) It'll be two very different podcasts, how great the Packers are, and then what went wrong. Today is what went right, tomorrow's what went wrong. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. 
So the first play is a run up the middle, and I, I think everybody does a pretty good job. I'm actually really happy with Quay on this. He doesn't do a perfect job, but he doesn't really hesitate as much. The nice thing is he gets up there and he kind of attacks, right? He can see what's happening. He sees that somebody's pulling and, and, and he's going to end up blocking him. So Quay kind of charges after him. Now, I wish he wouldn't go back on his heels and stop. He's, he's so, and, and maybe it's the right thing to do because you don't want to just charge in blindly and take the guy out because you're kind of responsible for tackling him as well. But I just feel like you can completely collapse the pocket if you just go in there and hit the guy instead of kind of, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run up and engage with him, but not really violently whatever. But he, but he does a much better job than just standing there and waiting. He saw the blocker come and he charged at him. He actually does a great job of standing his ground. You know, you got to realize these offensive linemen are way bigger than than Quay Walker is. So for him to essentially stand his ground and not get moved is pretty impressive. Rashawn Gary disengages, does a great job of just blowing it up. But you still got Quay right there. And um, he's kind of walling it off saying, you know, you're not going to push forward because I'm here to kind of stop the the forward momentum. So they get enough push between the offensive linemen and, and Saquon kind of coming with a full head of steam. But overall, even though a lot of guys probably are losing, Rashawn and, and to a smaller extent, Quay really kind of shut that down. Tell you what, Jaron Reed and Kenny Clark just got kind of, they just got washed out quickly. That's pretty surprising. Almost seemed like it was willing. Like, you want me to go that way? That's fine. I'll see if I can kind of go around and get him from behind or something. It was It was way too easy. Looks like he only got about a yard. Daniel Jones going five wide. And again, just just a great play across the board. Kenny again looks like he jumps a little early. I don't know. I don't know if he's timing the snap or what. He's got it figured out. He he was a half a second early, I think. They didn't call it, but still, he's he's just jumping these snaps. But there's so much penetration. I just assume this is probably looks like it was a, a little pick, and he should have probably thrown it to the guy going to the outside. But Kenny is right in his face, and so he's gonna delivered a shot down the field. He's got Saquon running down the field, but Quay Walker is stride for stride. And maybe he was just throwing it away. I'm not really sure, but Quay does a great job. He actually just, he uses his body to force him straight out of bounds. It's actually really quite impressive. And I don't think he was throwing it away because the ball landed at about the 39-yard line right in between the two Packers. Savage was screaming across the field trying to get there. But this is this is the defense we want to see. Not... It's not everybody wins on every play, but there's so much penetration here that this quick, this little quick passing thing that was designed to kind of just get a little bit of momentum, pick up three, four, five yards. The pressure's in his face so fast. I mean, Kenny's right in his face. Jaron Reed got past his guy. Rashawn, you know, is going to be there in another second or two. You got Rashawn and Preston on the same side, so that's kind of terrifying. So he kind of just drops back and launches it down the field. And, you know, Savage with his speed, give him another second, who knows? But I'm, I'm mostly excited about Quay Walker running stride for stride with Saquon like it's nothing. I mean, that, that was not even an issue. He was stepping on his shoelaces the whole way down the field. And again, using his body to force him out of bounds. Next play, we caught him on delay a game. They're trying to get a bunch of stuff done. Doesn't get done, delay a game. Next play, another beautiful play. I, I saw this one on Twitter. Uh, somebody highlighted it. And these are the kinds of plays where you realize you need to trust your guys to go out and make plays. You know, that, that's an underrated thing with Jair that we, we saw kind of emerge in year three. It wasn't just raw talent, it's intelligent. This dude knows what's going on. So right away, so we, we've got three wide receivers offensively to the left, defensively to the right. Jair's all the way out. He starts pointing to the other guys, Razul, Savage, communicating something. Then he sprints to press up on his guy. Jair kind of taps him a little bit, but stays right there, basically at the line of scrimmage watching. Sure enough, you see a couple offensive linemen try to leak out and Saquon coming out from behind. 
as soon as Jair sees him try to do that. And everybody else, you know, all the DBs dropped. Quay is trying to get out there, but there's a caravan. Maybe he gets there. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. The, the, the play faked has worked perfectly. I don't know where. I don't think Quay is even on the field right now. So it's one linebacker. It's Devondre Campbell. That's it. Preston, Kenny, Rashawn are all past the offensive linemen. So it's, it's, it's Saquon and a caravan. But the one guy they didn't account for is Jair because Jair is supposed to be following his guy and he bailed on him a long time ago. And if Jair was wrong, his guy's just running free down the field. I mean, you know, maybe Razul could have gotten down there. I don't know, but very dangerous play. But by the time this is set up, if Jair was not in this picture, Saquon is going for a long way. And that actually might be quite. I don't know where he was going. He was following somebody, a tight end or something. I don't know. But Devondre Campbell had two blockers just blow him up. But the point is, Jair came in and just lit him up way behind the line of scrimmage. That is just pure film study and intelligence. That's what I'm talking about in terms of preparation and all that stuff. I don't know what he saw, but he knew something was coming. He let his guy run right by him, stood there and watched. Sure enough, as soon as he sees these guys trying to leak out, he sprints. Dead sprint. And as soon as Saquon catches it, he runs behind the offensive lineman, takes his legs out from under him. Massive loss. That's not Joe Barry. I mean, you know, it, it is in, in terms of, you know, getting these guys prepared and ready to go, but that's not the play call. Jair deviated from the plan because he thought something was coming and he was right. This is where you trust your guys to make plays. And then they got a punt. So, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll take a break here. This is going to be the positive one. And from what I hear, people have watched the second half and said there's a lot of positive there too. We'll see. But we'll take a break here. They're about to punt. We've seen a lot of good but but frustrating stuff from the offense, and the defense has just been great. You know, again, enough guys are winning to be able to make plays. Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy if you'd like to support this podcast. Please do not forget about Fertile Ground Ranch Discipleship Ministry. We'll take a break, and we'll see what happens next. Hey, U.S. Cellular customers, I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's us days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't just misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you. Us days at U.S. Cellular, exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Terms apply. Ah, hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Well, next is the punt with Amari uh, Rogers fumbles forward into Josiah DeGuara's arm, who then proceeds to fumble and then recover it. It's a great. It's actually a great play by Josiah, as much as you might want to look at it and say, "Darn you!" Um, real heads up, because if he doesn't see that in a split second and catch it and then you know drop it and fall on, it goes past him, and there's no, nothing but giants behind him. So, I need more Josiah in my life. Next play, they run sort of the the fake jet sweep. And again, they're, they're kind of doing what a lot of other teams do. They, they go in man coverage, so the linebackers don't really move at all. So it doesn't really have the same effect. And I can tell you, they should have given it to Christian because he's... <laughs> I just, I think it would have worked better. You've got a corner trying to catch up to him. He's not going to be able to catch up to him. We got two guys out here blocking. 
I mean that 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 was that was a hundred percent. If Christian gets this, they're they're just nobody was ready to make a play. Again, the linebackers are standing there because they're like, you know, we're not going to chase him. Well, they're not going to catch him either. And then you had, I think it was, Ty, I'm not sure, one of the tight ends was there with Kayvon Thibodeau. Now he's out kind of in a caravan, but if Kayvon decides he sees Christian has it and tries to come out, he's going to pop him and make sure he can't get him and he's not going to be able to catch him. And then we have one more guy out here and there's nobody. There's nobody that's going to get him. But again, we decide to hand it to A.J. Dillon and hope that, hope that they're kind of distracted, but they weren't distracted at all. And it's hard to tell exactly, but I'm 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 gonna put it on uh, on Myers. You got you know Bakhtiari, Jen, uh, Runyon, and Myers, right? Well, we've actually got a really sweet setup here where there's only two defensive tackles. Maybe Runyon should have kind of helped Myers a little bit, but the point is Myers can't get where he needs to be and wall off the defensive tackle. So Runyon takes off and he's gonna wall off the linebacker, and there's no issue with that because they're in a great position. And maybe this is the maybe this is a Christian Watson effect, so they're kind of off to the side because of it. Either way, it worked, because Runyon has the easiest job in the world. The linebackers are not going to be able to make it back. Unfortunately, again, Myers gets walked basically all the way to Bakhtiari, so now there's kind of a gap between Josh Myers and the double team with Jenkins and Royce Newman. So he decides to go that way. The problem is, though, now John Runyon's standing there waiting to block the linebacker, and the linebacker's not coming anymore because he's not going through that hole. So now it's just Oklahoma drill between A.J. Dillon and a linebacker. And then it just kind of continues to get blown up. The linebacker comes. So our guys disengage. So A.J. Dillon goes a different direction. And now there's just no blockers anywhere. So again, it's it's one guy doesn't quite get there. And maybe he should have just tried to force the issue and see if he can squeeze through there because that's your best bet. And I do wish he would do that more often. But again, I'm, I'm putting that on Myers. And again, it's, it's one guy. Bakhtiari does a great job. Runyon does a good job, but he has the easiest job in the history of the world. He just has to kind of stand there. And when the linebacker comes through, he's like, no, dude, sorry. Seat's taken, but Myers Myers messed the whole freaking thing up, dude. It's a lot, jerk. Next play is a beautiful play again. Guy's running wide open. I'm actually surprised he didn't go to Cobb. Um, it's definitely a more difficult throw, but uh, Cobb looks like he's about to come open, but Rodgers just wants to go to, to Dobbs, probably just because of the read. But again, it's, just, it's, it's exciting to see that he's not saying, hey, I don't really care. Uh, if, if Cobb has a little window, I'm going to throw it there because I trust him. He trusts Dobbs. So he had two guys open, real big completion. He's about 12 yards past the sticks, so pushing 20-yard throw. I don't remember how much, how many yards we picked up on the first play, but real big play to Romeo Dobbs, who's open. So again, so far, now this is when the team was successful, but so far the narrative of the combination of our scheme and our wide receivers is just not good enough, right? These guys can't operate well enough to get open. That has not been the case all game. They're open. And of course, Rodgers had a very comfortable pocket. No sign of pressure whatsoever. Next play was that uh, end around or whatever you call it to Christian Watson, and it's it's just kind of frustrating. So most of the guys really bit, and everybody's pretty well blocked up. There's one guy who was on the edge that's coming unblocked. Josiah DeGuara runs past him, and I see this happen a lot. I kind of wish he would have just blocked this guy, but I think he wants to get to the outside and block the end man on the outside. That leaves one guy for Christian Watson to beat. He's so determined to do what he's supposed to do, which is to get to the outside. Unfortunately, Josiah does not get there. And also the guy that's chasing him is sprinting to the outside, but it seems like he easily could have cut it back and got a few more yards. I guess I shouldn't say easily because he tries to slow down. It takes him a while, but I don't know. It, it just, it wasn't going to go for a billion yards, but I think he was too concerned with staying in structure and um, didn't just take the free easy yards. He wanted to get to the outside, but again, Josiah missed. And there's a guy sprinting there not going to let you get to the edge. And had he come back in, he probably would have gotten 
at least positive yards. But again, I'm not exactly sure how this is supposed to go. Seems as though they're comfortable letting the guy on the edge get free because I think I think that's the thought. We're going to let the guy on the end come free because obviously Christian's going to be able to get around him. And so Josiah needs to take care of the guy, lock up the guy on the end, um, which he wasn't able to do, so Christian had kind of nowhere to go. So the next play, and maybe this is kind of where it starts, they, they kind of just went man across the board, and you can see nobody was really able to separate. Rodgers, in his infinite wisdom, launched it as deep as he could to Robert Tunyon and got the pass interference call down at the goal line. But everybody was blanketed. There was really nowhere to go. He could have dumped it off to Dylan, who would have got it smashed immediately, maybe a three, four, five-yard gain. But um, he took a shot, and it worked in our favor. Next play at the goal line, play action, tries to hit Randall Cobb. Randall has the separation. It's just a bad ball. And then they run the quick pass to Alan Lazard. Uh, Lazard runs behind Romeo Dobbs, who goes out and blocks, does a fantastic job blocking because our rookies are, if nothing else, elite <laughs> blockers. And uh, Lazard gets the easy touchdown. Next kickoff, again, you see Dallin Levitt kind of has the uh, the edge as far as the speed. The other guy, the, the guy that's really shined, and I didn't highlight him on the last one either because there's 20 and 40. I kind of get confused for some reason. Rudy Ford being 20. Tipa Nalii made a play on that last one, and he did on this one as well. He, he marched down the field, blew a guy up, disengaged, and made the tackle. And actually, Shamar did a great job too because there's a tiny little bit of a lane that maybe he could have got through, but Shamar was able to get around the corner and kind of just, he, he missed the tackle. But him being able to grab him and slow him up gave Tipa enough time to really knock his guy out of the way. Some of the other guys to kind of close. Dallin Levitt obviously taking on two guys at once, and they converged on him. They stopped him short of the 25. So another great job by special teams. First play for the Giants. They run a play action. Um, massively effective for the same reason that it was with New England. Our guys are trying to worry about their gaps and make sure they're not getting blown out of their spot and by the time they realize it's a pass play they're not in a position to get to the quarterback so Daniel Jones has as comfortable of a pocket as you'll see and um, you know again for all the talk about man-to-man coverage that that killed us on this play because it was Stokes and man-to-man coverage and he just got cooked comes across the field they got some other guys that are clearing out our safeties and our other corners so he's got a big big cushion Stokes was the only guy in the world that could have prevented that and you know again it's one of those things where 40 time is cool and everything. I don't know who this guy is or what his 40 time is, but it didn't matter. He took off in a sprint and Stokes didn't gain a single in. Next play, you got Saquon being Saquon, just kind of doing the whole Barry Sanders behind the line of scrimmage thing, which is a good sign because it means that whatever they were supposed to do isn't working. He's got to figure something else out. But this was largely Rashawn. He's got a massive push to the offensive right side. Saquon's trying to go in that direction. It ain't going to work. Not to mention Quay Walker's behind Rashawn. You got Savage behind him. Neither of them are really blocked. So if he tries to go around that way, never going to work. He does try it. He tries to get around. Hopes that Rashawn is is kind of blocked up enough to be able to not disengage, but he does. He's there. Walker's there. Savage is there. Stokes is there. So he's like, nope, I better get out of here. Dominant jump cut. Now there's a gap, unfortunately. Devondre Campbell's in that gap. Amos is in that gap. Stokes is kind of right in that area. He tries to go up there. Kenny almost smokes him, so he does it again. Another juke, hoping that our guys over-pursue and he can get around behind him. Sees another little gap. Well, Slayton's there, and Kenny's right there coming around the corner. He decides to try to push through it, but Slayton's there and just kind of knocks him out. So a lot of effort, but and these are the things that can kill you. Because, you know, you do everything right, but then you kind of over-pursue. They're, they're still staying in their gaps. They're still not over-pursuing because if everybody tries to run to where he is, he's just going to go a different direction, and now, now he's going to outrun everybody. Every time he tried to back up and go through another gap, there's another guy. He goes one way, Rashawn is there. He goes back the other way, Kenny's there. He stops and goes another way, Slayton is there. Next play is one of my biggest pet peeves. 
They run a play action. This time, the defensive line doesn't really bite on it. They get some great pressure. Rashawn is just about to blow him up, but there's a guy wide open down the middle of the field. And I don't understand. And again, I don't, I don't know this stuff. This isn't my area. I don't know what's going on, but Quay is dropped in zone. My assumption is he's trying to protect against Saquon Barkley. Saquon kind of fakes out to one side, so he kind of drifts in that direction in case he decides to slip out for a screen or something. It's the only thing I can think is he is so far. Saquon ends up on the ground. I mean, he, he's in such a, a disaster, a mess. He's in there trying to block. He ends up on his back. So I, I think Quay just forgot there was another tight end on the line who snuck out. He is so far away from where this tight end is, who's standing right where Quay was one second ago. So I have to assume it's just somewhat of a lapse, although, again, if it's just Saquon, but somebody should be accounting for them, right? I mean, you, you, you know the alignment. You know how many tight ends there are. You know how many wide receivers there are. I don't know how one of them gets to slip out and every, there's just a vacant area with nobody within 10 yards. I'm guessing he went unaccounted for. But again, pressure, and he's able to get the ball out before the pressure gets there. It drives me nuts. Next play is another, like, we need to... Man... Jair doesn't make enough money. <laughs> he needs a raise. I mean, I, I, of all the people on this team, if there's one guy I don't want to lose his confidence in this team, it's Jair. He's got the swagger. He's got the confidence. We, we, we need him to keep that because he is, he is something else. So they, they run a, just a, a run to the outside. Everybody does a pretty good job. Garvin is trying to hold the edge. Obviously, he doesn't do that good of a job, but he, he blocks up the line. And so Quay's got a straight shot. He misses. He takes a bad angle, misjudges the speed. Saquon's able to get around him. But just just out of the corner of your eye, as he's about to get around Devondre Campbell, here comes Jair Alexander running a 4-2 flat and levels him. Runs right past Devondre Campbell, who missed his opportunity, and levels him. And what would have been a pretty big gain, Jair just absolutely knocked the guy out. He gains maybe two yards. Next play is basically a bad throw. If it was thrown better, Savage would have gotten cooked on it. Again, it's one of those where you look at it and just say, you can't really blame him because nobody is going to be able, I mean, based on the way he played it, nobody's going to be able to stop this. But I don't know what he's supposed to do. Should he have recognized it and got closer and not given him so much space? It's the same thing that happened to Stoke. If he just runs at a straight 45-degree angle at a sprint, I don't know what you're supposed to do about that. So, you know, on one hand, you're looking to go, stupid, savage, you gave up this, that, 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 that. On the other hand, what the heck is he supposed to do? I don't know. The difference, though, you can see the difference between what happened to Stokes and what happened to Savage. Stokes was running about the same speed, but a yard and a half behind the guy. Savage was gaining fast. But still, if the ball had gone where it was supposed to go, he could have taken that and gone a long way. But fortunately, Daniel Jones threw a terrible ball. So the next play is the one that was somewhat annoying in terms of, again, not understanding why they're playing the way they're playing, if this is what he's supposed We just saw the aggression from Jair, right? Jair right now... I don't know what the what the down and distance is. Call it whatever in 10. Jair is giving 10 yards of cushion on this play. The receiver takes off on a sprint. Jair backs up. And it looks like everything's going to go great. He recognizes what happens. The, the wide receiver stops, turns around. Jair starts to sprint toward him. Doesn't get there when the ball does. So then he kind of stops and, and hesitates and gets scared. Rather than just driving through him. So what he caught it, hit him. He does that little goalie thing where he's standing, you know, at the at the first down marker saying, you're not going to get past me. Well, if he's running forward and you're standing still, I bet he wins. Sure enough, he puts a move on Jair. He gets around him to the outside. He gets a first down plus two yards. I, just, I, don't, I don't understand that. I don't know if this guy's a speedster or what, but I just, I don't, I don't get it from a alignment standpoint. But most of all, 
you just demonstrated twice now the ability to go up and make a play, run right through them. Next play, they're running a screen. The uh, Packers do a good job of sniffing it out, but it doesn't matter. The running back drops it. So Giants end up having to settle for a field goal, call that a win. But that was a pretty long drive. You know, the, the guys are getting a little bit gassed on that. So this is that situation where you're saying, all right, we need a big, long response here. First play, they're running a, uh, a run play. They got Josiah DeGuara in the fullback position. He's going to come across the formation and take the guy on the end, allowing Yash to come in and help on a double team with Runyon. But for whatever reason, Yash never disengages and gets the linebacker. So the linebacker is a free shot and just takes out Aaron Jones. I don't understand why. I'm guessing he was supposed to do that. So I'm going to blame Yash for that one. Next play, and it's funny, you know, packing it after dark, a lot of people asking, why don't we utilize our running backs out of the backfield more? one of the first times I've seen him run out of the backfield. Quick shot. He picks up, what, eight yards for a first down? Simple. Just take a little shot out of the backfield. Linebacker has to try to get into a foot race with him. You deliver the ball right where it needs to be so he can catch it and keep running. Doesn't have to slow down or turn around or anything. If As long as you deliver a good ball, he'll beat him around the edge. And he does, and he picked up a first down. Easy. Man, John Runyon's killing me today. <laughs> Did he get a good run blocking grade? John, what are you doing, dude? This is one of the very few times I've seen our guards fire off and get up to the next level. It's perfect. Royce gets right up to the next level, walls off a linebacker. John Runyon is standing right there, and for whatever reason, rather than just standing up and blocking him, decides to try to dive at his feet and just misses. He, he just throws himself on the ground and does absolutely nothing. Ultimately, that wasn't the, the thing. It was a, And I don't know what you're supposed to do about that. You, you got a safety firing down through there. I don't think you have a design blocker for him. So he kind of was able to just shoot down and, and make a tackle. Um, overall, it seems like everybody did their job, but there's just a safety coming down and tackling him. So I, I don't know. Didn't really go for much. Next play, we need a bunch for a first down. Quick pass to Josiah DeGuara. Alan Lazar doing a great job blocking. He's able to sneak around the outside of him. Gets enough for a first down. One of the few times we see Josiah. Again, why we didn't see him more, I don't know. Seems like he's having a great day. Special teams as a blocker, as a receiver, whatever. I just I just talk on a podcast. What do I know? Next play, they run a play action. I think Rodgers had like an infinite number of options here. You got two guys running an in-breaking route. The linebackers kind of back off, so it's it's pretty crowded. I don't think you can sneak a ball in there. But you also have Aaron Jones and Josiah DeGuara sneaking around underneath. So the linebackers dropping means Aaron Jones and Josiah are both great options. The blocking is phenomenal. There's nobody near Aaron Rodgers. He could dump it either direction. He decides to go back-to-back to, back to, to, to Josiah. Great catch by him, by the way. He, I mean, that, that thing... Could have fallen incomplete, and I would have said, hey, it was a bad throw. He stretched out and caught that thing. Got it in stride, picked up a solid seven or eight yards on it. Next play, you actually do get to see the Christian Watson effect. He comes across the formation and then does sort of that, what is it called, orbit? or Whatever he kind of runs then behind Aaron Rodgers, back the other direction where he came from. Well, one of the linebackers, the inside guy, moves a little bit. The second linebacker, number 48, he takes himself completely out of it. He's just, he's gone, he's out of the play. So we're running in the other direction. And again, just like every play, it's set up beautifully. Royce has got number 71 locked up. The problem is we're trying to create a gap between Yash Nyman and John Runyon. And Runyon actually pulled around. So Runyon's on the end. Nyman's coming inside. And you got a caravan going through that hole trying to block in front. Well, the problem is it gets very compressed. Yash is getting pushed back. Runyon gets thrown on his face. I mean, literally, the guy just grabs him and throws him. And so Yash loses. That defensive tackle is able to reach out very easily and grab um, Aaron Jones, as is the person that Runyon is supposed to be blocking, just reaches out and grabs him. I have no idea why Runyon got a good run blocking grade. <laughs> the guy spends more time on his on his back than anything else. 
Next play again is a run play right up the middle. A.J. Dillon gets a bunch of yards, and you're kind of nitpicking beyond that. Again, they get a ton of push. Uh, Myers uh, essentially loses his guy, but he loses it because the defensive tackle kind of just concedes and backs up, and then once he disengages, is able to make a tackle. At that point, they gave up a ton of yards. Next play, again, the question, why don't we utilize our running backs in the passing game more? We start off with the pony package. They motion Aaron Jones out into the slot. Quick pass to Aaron Jones. He cuts it back inside. You got, I think it's Dobbs and Watson, kind of a blurry picture here. But then there's also a caravan of offensive linemen. So he ducks behind them, Elton Jenkins and Royce Newman. Unfortunately, Elton kind of takes a bad angle. Instead of washing him out, the guy's able to get back around and make a tackle. But either way, enough to pick up a first down. It's a great play. And and again, this is kind of what people have been talking about when they call in. These are the creative things that you can do, right? Okay, so your your guys aren't getting open or whatever the problem is. They're playing man coverage. They're doing all this stuff. We have running backs. We have different ways of, of utilizing them and blocking. Next play, again, coming out in that pony package. There's eight guys in the box. So what does he do? Quick pass to Lazard to the outside. For whatever reason, Lazard decides to curl up in the fetal position and fall backwards as opposed to doing what he's supposed to do and running behind Dobbs, his blocker, and getting a bunch of yards. But, you know, everybody makes their own decisions in life. Next play, again, we try to get Christian Watson to the outside without much success. And again, it's it's the same thing every time. We, As soon as he goes in motion, we got linebackers that see it and run, and our offensive linemen cannot get there in time to wall off the linebackers. I think Runyon is the guy that's supposed to get there, but even Royce. So the left guard, because we're running to the right. So picture this. The left guard is supposed to run to stop the linebacker who's already to his right. There's no way. But even Royce, who's on the right, who's the right guard, tries to get out in front of him once he sees that this guy's just coming free. He can't even get there. So everybody's pretty well, kind of, sort of blocked up. Lazard has got his guy blocked. Elton Jenkins is about to take a guy out. So Christian sees that. He's cutting right back through there. And I think you got Dobbs in front of him blocking a guy. If 54 isn't here to blow him up, this could be a big play. Unfortunately, that linebacker came with a full head of steam and never slowed down because, you know, again, we, we just... I don't, I, I, you know, it, it again, I, I just think it has to be a good play by on their part. That's a great read because we do that all the time and don't give it to them. And most of the time, the linebackers just stand there. So what do we do? All right, if you're just going to stand there, you're not going to bite them. We're going to give it to them. But this time he goes in a dead sprint. So I don't know what the tell was, but he knew. And he took off and, and just blew the play up. What can you say about that? Next play is just a great play to Aaron Jones. Again, the offensive lineman just gets a massive amount of push, creates this chasm in the universe. And Aaron Jones just runs right behind, picks up a bunch of yards. Looks like it's a first down. So it's, it's I think, first and 10 from the 11. What do we do? Play action. Quick pass to Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb does what Lazard chose not to do. Runs around to the outside, around his blocker. Dobbs doing a fantastic job blocking. Randall Cobb follows him as a blocker all the way down the field. Almost gets in. And then you get the touchdown pass to Mercedes Lewis, which is actually really quite brilliant. I didn't really realize how many moving parts there were in this. This is kind of awesome. So the first thing you have is the entire offensive line is blocking to the left. A.J. Dillon is running to the left, so it looks like play left. However, if you're careful, you can kind of see Josiah DeGuara sneaking back around to the other side with Christian Watson also coming around the other side. So I believe it's man coverage. So now 22, who's in man, sees this, starts sprinting across the formation to take out Christian Watson, and both linebackers hesitate and start kind of leaning over to that side. So there is just a massive void on the left side of the end zone. 
and all there is is the guy that's blocking or that that Mercedes Lewis is blocking Mercedes being a big massive human being grabs him and throws him to the ground because he has no use for him anymore Rogers runs a double fake essentially a fake handoff to Dylan turns around fakes the handoff to Christian Watson and you got one two three four five I see five guys watching Watson both linebackers, the corner that was supposed to be on him, and then two other guys that got the edge thinking, yeah, nice try, that ain't going to work. Watson doesn't have the ball. Rodgers turns around, Mercedes Lewis runs into a wide open spot. And you know, this this is the creativity that I was talking about that the Packers don't seemingly do very often, right? When you're stuck, when you're having a hard time, you pull that one play out of your back pocket. And, th- and this is one where it's like, this is one you save. You don't want to put it out there into the universe, you save it. And they realize we need a touchdown. So they pulled it out. This is the kind of stuff that you're like, I wish you would do this when things are bad, not when things... I mean, if you want to do it when things are good, that's fine. But this is the kind of amazing creativity that I love, and it's because of the pieces you have. First of all, nobody's threatened by Mercedes Lewis, and nobody's thinking that. And then you run a double fake and pass it to the guy that nobody thinks is going to get the ball. And it's because you have a guy like Mercedes who is purely a blocking guy, because you have a speed guy that's that's already run twice, well two jet sweeps, this is an end around, and it just causes everybody to hesitate. Not to mention everybody's freaking out because A.J. Dillon, the freight train, is coming at you. So the defense does a great job of hesitating and realizing a fake is coming, but that was to their detriment because it's we we wanted you to look left so that we would go right. You recognize that wouldn't right, but actually we wanted you to look left. Or we, we wanted to go left. We wanted you to look right so we can go left. I love that. This this is This is a Packers team that's successful. This is a Packers team that beats a lot of people. They're doing, there's so many moving pieces. He, it doesn't matter. Mercedes Lewis, you know, we talk about all the athleticism and all this stuff. Mercedes Lewis is not an elite receiver. It doesn't matter. It's creativity. And at the end of the day, execution. He had to be able to get off his blocker. He threw him to the ground, sprints into the end zone, and gets there just in time for Rodgers to, to turn around and see him wide open. Again, Dallin Levitt, first guy down five yards. Interestingly enough, Keyshawn Nixon was the first guy down the field, though. But great job by the, the unit to get down there and kick off. They ended up on like the 13-yard line. Great job. First play for the Giants, sack. Kind of, I mean, it, it, it's coverage and pass rush working together. He did have enough time. It wasn't a quick sack. Quick enough, but if you look down the field, especially Razul Douglas, he wanted to go that way. Razul was in his back pocket. He couldn't go that way. Jair did a great job. He looked like he wanted to go that way. The problem is there was congestion with the other route that had Razul, and Jair was just breaking on it. So if you want him to come out the other side, it ain't going to work. And I think you got Stokes going down the, the deep shot on the sideline. He's he's stride for stride. And so now you got Preston, you got Jaron Reed. They both beat their guys around the outside, and they're coming from behind. He tries to sneak out. He can't. Ball gets stripped out. I think he falls back on it. But strip sack. The next play, and, and again, it's just, this is what happens when these guys know what they're doing. You watch this, and it's like, man, these guys are, and, and again, this is zone, what they're doing right now. But they're doing such a good job of passing everybody off. It's a play-action pass, but everybody's ready. Devondre Campbell sees a linebacker coming around. He kind of drops. You got Preston and Amos on the outside where, you know, um, Saquon's kind of running around that way. They kind of got that zone taken care of. Jair was running with a guy. He passed it off, I think, to Savage. Savage starts running with him. I think he's a tight end. He's running stride for stride. You got Stokes running stride for stride with a guy. Jair decides to break off from the guy he was covering help out Stokes. He doesn't really need help, but why not? So again, there's nothing there. So what is what happens? Daniel Jones takes off. Well, guess who's watching? Quay Walker. Now, just for reference, Daniel Jones is on the 12-yard line. Quay Walker is on the 28-yard line. Quay takes off in a dead sprint, 
so Daniel sees that. He has to go to the sideline. Devondre Campbell sees it. He's, so Quay and Campbell meet, and instead of this being an easy first down, both the linebackers are right there. He comes up six, seven yards short of a first down because Quay's walking the whole time. And again, this is this is the frustration. On one hand, it's like, you know, I wish you were more aggressive. I wish you were attacking. I wish you were doing this. On the other hand, when they start doing stuff like that, and you're thinking, oh, no, he took off and ran. You know, all our corners, they've turned around. They're running with guys. Nobody's going to see it coming. There's Quay. Like, no, I've been watching. I'm here. I've just been staring at the quarterback. I got this. Like, well, that that sucks. But in this situation, that's awesome. Thank you. Great job. But again, this is the defense. This is the thing you look at and say, these guys don't suck. They don't suck. They're, 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 it's so smooth, too, when they transition. They're passing off, and just the timing, and the other guy takes off, and he starts running a little bit before the other guy, and he's stride for stride, and everything. It just looks so smooth. It was like a smooth, well-oiled machine. Not to mention the pass rush got out there, which caused him to run, and then we got linebackers ready for him to run and meet him there and stop him short of a, well short of a first down. Unfortunately, then you get the big breakout run from Saquon. Right when we just, everything was perfect. And this, <laughs> it's one of those things you say, well, okay, well, what went wrong? And I don't know. I, I thought Savage actually did a pretty good job. He snuck right past a blocker, comes up to the next guy, engages the next blocker, and Devondre's right there, and so it's, it's like a sandwich. And somehow he slips between the two Giants guys who are basically back-to-back between, it's like a double-decker sandwich. You got Savage a blocker, a blocker, Campbell. The two blockers are basically back-to-back, and Barkley's like, I can make it work, and squeezes between them, and our guys can't make a tackle. It was pretty remarkable, actually. So, you know, and it's, again, it's like, well, this team sucks. They did. That doesn't mean anything. What do you mean they suck? Who's, who did something wrong? I don't know. Kind of look at Rashawn and say, you know, he seemed like he let too many guys get past him. You got this caravan of three or four blockers coming out in front, and he wanted to sneak behind all of them, letting all those guys get out in front of him uh Campbell maybe was to blame I don't know and then of course you got Amos running away which I kind of understand you know if you miss then it's a touchdown if you try to go after him and miss so you try to just slow him down and let everybody else catch up so you can tackle him but the whole thing was just a cluster then after that you get to play action which of course is working now because our our guys are freaked out I countered a real solid four seconds and there is nobody on our on our defense that's even close to Daniel Jones so they they fully bid on that nobody's getting any pressure and this is another one where my son's getting mad at, at uh, the coverage. And I'm like, you know, at a certain point, the coverage is going to break down. Now, Stokes did definitely get beat, but it's still, it's like, you know, he can't have the ball for four seconds and not even have a, a, a glimmer of pressure. I will say this in defense of what a lot of fans have been saying. On this play in which not only was there no pressure, but the, the coverage was not great, they were standing probably 10 yards off. Everybody was. They were standing way off. So he runs in at an angle. So Stokes is facing away. He makes a great cut. I mean, it was a great play by the wide receiver, but there's just so much space. The next play, everybody's up at the line of scrimmage. I mean, right in their face. Stokes is is breathing his onion breath right in this dude's face. Razul is right up at the line of scrimmage. The guy Stokes is on tries to take off to the inside. Stokes is in, literally in his hip pocket. I mean, his hands are on his hips. He's running with him. The guy on the other side of the field goes in a dead sprint. Jair is standing there. So Daniel Jones runs a play action. Turns around, tries to find somebody. Stokes is, they only got two guys right now running route. I think another guy's trying to come across the formation, but we've literally got four guys <laughs> standing up close. So that's not going to do anything. Although actually, if the pressure didn't get there, that could have been something. Bottom line though, the pressure got home, sack. And, and that is the benefit of bringing guys up close. When you press, if there's quick enough pressure, there's nothing you can do. Because the only thing you can do when the pressure gets there quick is get that quick relief out. 
which works real great if we're giving them a ton of space. If you got a 10-yard cushion, the quarterback dumps it off to you, you're good to go. But if a guy's right in your face, you have to actually get away from him first. One of the guys did get away, but not fast enough. He had to come all the way across the formation and then try to hook it back up the field. And by that time, he was already on his face. Jaron Reed, Preston Smith. Next play, again, we're still seeing the aggression, right? There's, there's been a couple mistakes. I mean, that, that big Saquon run, but even that was, it wasn't anything terrible that I could tell. But they're still doing it. They run another wide receiver screen. Jair's locked up with a guy. He's being blocked. He's being real physical, real aggressive, pushing that blocker straight back. Razul Douglas comes flying up to make a tackle. He misses, but who's who's there? Kingsley and Igbar. The guy who was three seconds ago rushing the passer turned around and sprinted back that way. Razul, again, he missed the tackle, but he does enough to slow the guy down. He jukes him, tries to get up the field, and, and Kingsley's right there to blow him up. And then you see the caravan behind him. I see Savage. I see Quay. I see Campbell. I see Kenny. The boys are rallying to the ball. Next play, uh, everybody's standing real far off. What do you think happens? No pressure, big completion. Savage recognizes it right away, comes up. And, and again, it's one of those things where we see a completion, we see Savage tackling, we say Savage is an idiot. He reacted as quick as he could and made a tackle, and then he got up and he looked at Devondre Campbell and started yelling at him. Devondre, for whatever reason, was drifting back and basically standing right next to another defender. He ran behind Devondre I, I, I have to assume this is on Devondre because he's standing right next to another Packer way off to the side of the field. This is the second time we've had a linebacker way away from the middle of the field, and they just attack the middle of the field because there's literally nobody there. So for whatever reason, they're able to get our linebackers to just really drift very far. But yeah, Savage came up, flew up, smoked the guy, and got up and, and started yelling at Campbell. And even Amos was kind of staring at Campbell like he wanted to say something. As soon as Savage started yelling, he was like, all right, fair enough, and left it at that. So I, again, that's one of those times I think we're blaming Savage. I think that was Campbell's fault. Not saying Savage had a good day. I'm just saying you can't always blame the guy that made the tackle. Next play is a run play, and good old Dean Lowry man, digs in, disengages, wraps his round arm around Saquon, literally chokeslams him. Well, not chokeslams, but clotheslines him. Saquon tries to run through it, and his legs end up getting kicked out from underneath him. He grabs him by the neck and just throws him down. Preston kind of comes in to help out a little bit, but that was a great rep by Dean. He just stands his ground, reaches one arm out, and tackles him with one arm. (laughs) Next play, you get the batted pass from Jonathan Garvin. Great pressure. He tries to get the ball out. Garvin gets his hands up. So, you know, it's weird because they're they're all the way down to like the 20-yard line, and all I've said is great job, great job, good play, good play. One minor mistake with the Saquon thing, even though I'm not entirely sure what that would even be. You know, it looks like Campbell made a mistake on the uh, that coverage play. So it's been two big plays and a whole lot of meh. So now it's third down, about seven yards to go. I can actually see the marker, so I know it's third down. And this was a very frustrating play where they throw a quick pass. Stokes is in man coverage. He basically just does the tight end move. He gets to the inside, kind of boxes him, catches the pass. Stokes stops him about a half inch short of the first down. Quay Walker comes in, blasts him backwards so that he ends up getting the first down. He might have gotten it anyways, but that's just... That just annoys me that he comes in and pops him and then he falls forward for a first down. So third and seven, they end up converting. And again, Stokes just got kind of beat. So, I mean, so far, if there's one guy that's really clearly standing out as not having a great day, it's Stokes. Um, Campbell's been good and bad. Quay's been good and bad. That's about it. Next play, they try to run it up the middle. Kenny kind of blows it up, which is good because Slayton was just getting blown up completely. It was a double team, but he was just getting blown straight back into the end zone. Kenny comes along from the side and blasts him. Then they run sort of that double reverse where Dean is 10 yards in the backfield, doesn't quite make a play. Some people are mad at Dean. I'm absolutely not. I mean, 
he's the only guy there. He's forcing the play to go back further. But, I mean, if you just look at the still shot, you got Dean Lowry out on an island. He's almost tackling the first guy that that got the ball. Then he's going to make a play almost on the second guy. We've got three defensive linemen being completely blocked, not moving. We've got all our DBs and linebackers basically at the goal line, still running the wrong direction. They don't know what's going on. Rashawn Gary gets tripped and falls. Devondre Campbell, I mean, th- this play fake, th- this is so bad. This guy has been running across. He's already got the ball. Devondre's still facing the wrong way. Amos is still facing the wrong way. Jair kind of sees it, but he's so far on the other side, it doesn't mean anything. And so we got three guys. Well, you got Dean Lowry, who it'd be nice if he had one other person helping him. He's, he's way in the backfield, but isn't able to quite get there. And then, believe it or not, three people are there available to get to the outside and, and, and make a tackle. Two of them decide to run after Daniel Jones because they're afraid it's a pass. And maybe it was supposed to be, I don't know, but two guys take off to try to guard Daniel Jones, which leaves uh, Quay Walker to try to get to the guy with two blockers in front of him. And actually, it looks like it was supposed to be a pass because one of the blockers ran into the end zone and started waving his hands for him to throw it. He decided not to. Doesn't matter. He ends up getting a touchdown anyways. They could have gotten a touchdown three different ways. Rashawn actually doubles back after falling and tackles a guy, but he's already in the end zone. The problem wasn't Dean. The problem was everybody got so faked out, it was it was really bad. I mean, <laughs> Devontae Campbell was still running the other direction when the guy almost scored a touchdown. That's how bad he got faked out. Anyways, this is the Packers ball. I think it's a final drive before halftime. First play is to give to Aaron Jones. Go figure, he runs for a billion yards. I mean, just their alignment, you're looking at it going, boy, if we run that way, <laughs> it's going to be a big gain. You've got basically... Well, picture when you have two offensive linemen to the inside of two defensive tackles. That makes it pretty easy to block a hole right there, right? Well, that's what they did. Josh Myers does an awesome job. So Josh and Royce kind of double-team a guy, which leaves Runyon to kind of block one guy by himself. He almost kind of blows that block. He's able to turn around, almost tackle Aaron Jones. Looks like a face mask. I don't know if that got called or not, but Josh Myers is kind of the star of this. He's got the double-team, then he gets up to the next level, blocks the linebacker. Aaron Jones is able to get free of that uh, face mask and continue running to the outside. Breaks another leg tackle before one of the safeties, corners, whatever, ends up tackles, tackling him. Quick pass to Randall Cobb to the outside. You got Alan Lazard and Romeo Dobbs blocking. Again, doing a good job. Easy eight, nine yards on that play after a first down run. Next play, kind of got what I've been asking for of Aaron Rodgers standing in the pocket and delivering, but he's also kind of scrambling at the same time like he's trying to run and he runs forward into a defender, but whatever, doesn't matter. He gets the ball out as he's throwing. He gets absolutely smoked, but uh, delivers the ball to Tunyon. And this is why it's important. If you can keep your eyes downfield and and move your arm in the direction of throwing, while you're about to get hit, you're going to complete a lot of passes because there's a lot of a lot of meat to be gained, a lot of gold out there in that in that zone. If you scramble every time there's a little bit of pressure, you're going to miss out on a lot of plays. And this is one of them. He didn't break the pocket and run. He stood there, threw the ball, and took the hit. And we end up picking up a pretty big gain from Tunyon first down. Next play is a beautiful route from Randall Cobb. And this is, this is just one of those experience things. Um, you've got three guys lined up to the left. He's in the middle of those three. The guy to his right, I think is Alan Lazard, is just going to push straight forward. And Cobb's going to kind of duck behind him and hopefully kind of get away from the defender and come wide open. And you got Tunyon screaming across the field, so that clears out the linebacker. He's got so much green grass. But he actually hesitates for a second. And it's funny because the guy comes in to jam him. 
And just as he lunges, that's when Randall Cobb goes and just gets that extra little bit of separation. Guy lunges and almost lunges right onto his face. Randall Cobb comes across the formation wide open, across the formation, across the field, and he's wide open. Rodgers hits him in stride, so he's able to just keep running, picks up a huge gain, gets us inside the 30-yard line. Next play, there's a lot of pressure. He stood in there, but the ball was just way too short. He did, Randall Cobb did have a step, probably would have been a touchdown. In fact, probably would have is, is nonsense. It's absolutely a touchdown. But he underthrows it. Randall Cobb has to play defense. He jumps behind him and bats the ball down. So again, we've seen now what is that three bad passes to Randall Cobb? Rand, Randall's playing out of his mind, man. I mean, just, just the things that we've seen so far, picking up yards after the catch, the big chunk plays. Now he just got behind a DB for a would have what would have been a, a touchdown if it was a better ball from Rodgers. Randall would have had a much bigger day, as would have Dobbs, because he should have had a touchdown also from from Rodgers. You know, and that's that's the the bad thing about the Rodgers situation because when when an offensive lineman makes a mistake, a six-yard gain turns into a two-yard gain. Like, ah, you blew that. When Rodgers makes a mistake, we just lost seven points. That's not good. Next play, they're trying to get uh, Romeo to just run a quick out route. Timing is off. The ball is just not where it's supposed to be. I don't know if Romeo went the wrong, you know, depth or whatever. I don't know. But now you got an underthrow, and then you got another bad throw to the outside. Then you got a pretty nice play from Rodgers where there's a ton of pre- pressure, and he flips it out to uh, Tunyon, but Tunyon gets nothing. And so then the, the clock keeps going. They got to rush out there, kick a field goal. Um, awesome job from the special teams unit to sprint out onto the field, get the ball snapped in time. Mason from what, 45, 48, something like that. Good. So th- this is this is the good and bad of, of what we watched. The the good is that it was actually good. What was it? 17 to 3 by the or 17-10? What the heck is the uh halftime score here? It is, yeah. Oh, 20, 20 to 10 is the halftime score. But in both field goal situations, they should have been touchdowns. If he hits Randall Cobb instead of bailing, and if he throws a better ball to Cobb, both of those field goals end up being touchdowns. Now, I know you're asking for perfection or whatever, but what I'm saying is the opportunity was really there for this to be 28 to 10. And that's just two plays. That doesn't even reference all the other minor things that if, if you this went right or this went right, so close here. You know, again, if, if Runyon doesn't hesitate, Christian Watson has a big play. If, you know, this is slightly better, if he takes a slightly better angle here, if Runyon stands there and blocks him for a half a second as opposed to diving it in the at thin air, minor things, you know, linebacker standing in the wrong spot, Mental mistakes changes everything. So that's that's the good news. Now, granted, we haven't seen the bad side yet, but the good news is this is the Green Bay Packers, and this is still an unfinished product. But obviously, this has gone on long enough. Uh, we'll plan on watching the other half tomorrow. Talk about the bad part. See what exactly went wrong. But good to go through this. I got to get going upstairs. You folks have a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye bye.